Michael, welcome back to the show. I want to talk about this interplay, this back and forth. This market's been at war with itself on what wants to leave the reopen themes or the tech. Your fund is very tech heavy. And as we've seen the NASDAQ pull back, it has as well. So what's the case for going in and buying the dip on some of these high growth tech stocks? Well, you know, Oliver, I think the, the key is buying the dip on the high quality growth stocks. And, you know, I, uh, I think Howard Marks actually came out recently and said, you know, one of the best hedges against inflation is a high quality growth stock. And so, you know, I think that battle in the market that we're seeing right now, you're spot on in the sense that I think the trend is probably more towards value right now, uh, at least in, in perception. Uh, but the reality is secular growth in tech means something. And it's going to mean something, you know, even more uh, as we progress through this earnings period. Uh, so when you look at coming out of the the, the run-up and the work-from-home stocks and certainly in some of the, uh, the pandemic-related stocks, the dust is going to settle somewhere. And I think a lot of that's going to happen here in the next uh, quarter with earnings reports and guidance. But we believe that earnings will matter again in tech. And that's really going to separate uh, the true secular growth stories from the story stocks. And uh, story stocks are getting beat up. If secular growth is getting beat up here, you know, got beat up pretty well in, in Q1 also. Uh, but in the end, you know, we've been spoiled by FANG for the last 10 years or so. Uh, and we're entering a period where we think earnings are going to matter. The guidance is going to matter. Uh, you know, when we talked about the irreversible digitalization of the global economy, we were serious about the word irreversible. You know, that's not going anywhere. And, and, and some people are coming back to the office, but depending on where you live, I mean, by and large, there are a lot of companies that are saying, hey, at least half or uh, two thirds of our employees are gonna stay remote. So there's a lot of factors in play here. And I think that, um, you know, again, these secular growth stories are gonna be a place that you wanna buy the dip and will start to reveal themselves over the next uh, you know, quarter or two with earnings and guidance. Is that contingent on rates staying where they are, Mike? We've gotten this NASDAQ bounce back after that dip as bond yields went lower. Uh, hard to, to think that correlation has changed too much, I guess, until we get evidence. Um, will it change? Is the market uh, going to be able to power through that? How do you see that relationship playing out uh, going forward? Well, I think in the short term, it'll stay coupled. I mean, you're going to see that we, that correlation between uh, tech or growth sell-off and rates. Uh, but again, that cycle will be broken when we start to discern which of these secular growth stories are for real. And you know, again, there were lots of justifications for accelerating fundamentals throughout the pandemic. Uh, now we're going to see which fundamentals continue to accelerate as we reopen. And that's gonna separate the, separate the herd a little bit. So I think the broader market's absolutely gonna to respond to rate movements, uh, particularly with you know, lack of direction in some of these growth names. So we'll have to wait and see when these earnings reports come out. We'll see where the quality fundamentals are. We'll see what business models, what tech companies are going to accelerate through the reopening. And I think they'll decouple from that, you know, that rotation uh, but by and large, in the near term, yeah, there's going to be, there'll still be a, a pretty tight correlation until we can see those earnings reports come out. Mike, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the conversation here the nature of quality companies. Uh, I want to try and distinguish between the quality and the secular growth stories and then the true kind of secular growth versus the ones that have gotten pumped up on the stories. What we've seen over the past month is 
this pushback in the NASDAQ, we got to highs. If I look at quality high balance sheets driven funds or big tech, those are the ones that are at highs. Uh, where does your fund LRNZ fit into this? Because it, it still looks more attached to like an ARC or a high growth fund where over the past year you're above the NASDAQ, but in this latest regime, it's dragging its heels. Do you see that closing that gap or do certain macroeconomic backdrops have to change to revive that higher growth part of the trade? No, I think I think our portfolio is going to close that gap. And and you know we talk about balance sheets, we talk about quality, of course. But when we talk about high quality growth, uh, you know we look at Q4, for example, uh, nine out of ten of our top holdings, you know, beat estimates handily, uh, beat sales handily. Uh, certainly, projections and and uh, guidance were strong. So, if earnings matter again, right? If secular growth matters again. Those stocks will come to the forefront if they're quality stocks. And when you look at a, a high growth portfolio that owns names that were accelerating before the pandemic, accelerated through the pandemic, and that was a heck of a tailwind, don't get me wrong, but will continue to accelerate out of that pandemic, that's when you got what we like to call a hyper growth cycle. Hyper growth cycles have pauses, they have chasms in them. And we went through one of those in Q1. So, in no way, shape, or form has that. Uh, dented our belief in the accelerating fundamentals of these secular growth stories that we own. Uh, I think when you mix them in with story stocks, when you mix them in with, you know, trend stocks, then the, obviously the water's getting muddied a bit. Uh, but that takes earnings to clear that up, and that's what we'll be looking for here in the next, uh, certainly in this reporting period, and then the next one as well. We're looking at some of these stocks now. Obviously, NVIDIA yesterday had a big pop. That plays a role in the fund and a very fundamentally driven uh, you know, uh, event there uh, to your point about what these companies are doing on a disruptive basis. From the valuation side, how do we get back to the quarantine valuations? If we are going to be driving more on earnings, is that a story that might take a year or two to come to fruition once the froth has been worked off? Because when I think about valuations, I think about what people pay for, for growth, right? And these, there was no growth anywhere during the quarantine period. So it just seems hard to get that spread as compelling as it was where economic growth went all the way down and growth for these companies went all the way up. So could it be a long time before we start to get either the price for these up or the valuations back to where we were? Well, you know, I think that people forget we're in a low rate environment still. Uh, people are going to need growth. Even if we rotate towards value, growth is not going to disappear. I mean, it's not dead. And, you know, I think that uh, as they chase down the, the quality growth stories, the fundamentally strong secular growth stories, we'll start to see those valuations stretch out again. And, and certainly, you know, I always like to call it the slinky effect, right? You're going to get a stretch, a stretch in valuations. You'll get an earnings report, some guidance, some acceleration of fundamentals, help us catch up to those valuations. And then the slinky extends again. So you know we will see in in the secular growth stories we will see valuations you know start to increase. Uh, but I can't you know I can't promise that for the broader growth market. I mean, it, like I said, we've been spoiled by Fang for ten years, and so I think now that we see this sort of intra-market battle going on, uh, fundamental aspects of growth companies are going to matter again. And you know we'll see how that separates. But it, it, there's no longer a broad categorization for the growth market. Okay.